healing starts with you. You have to choose that you want to actually thrive in your life. And that starts with investing in yourself. I offer a four-week commitment to start your healing journey. Yes, this is a commitment. It's a commitment to yourself, to the life that you want to see become a reality and to a healthier way of living. It includes private coaching sessions with me. It requires you to do weekly homework tailored specifically to what you are going through in your journey and also access to my nine-week online course. If you're feeling like you're stuck in something you can't get out of, this is the first step towards happiness. Sign up today on my website in the links below. Hey guys, welcome back to Heal, Survive, and Thrive. I am so excited that you are here. Let's dive right into this week's topic. So a lot of you out there are co-parenting right now or trying to co-parent. So I want to give you some tips because I see a lot of mistakes that people make. And so I want to go over what are the typical things that people really mess up on when they're trying to actually do this with someone who's toxic, with someone who is unhealthy. Let's just really put an emphasis on that. If you're dealing with someone who's healthy, then you're able to play nice in the sandbox and magic happens, right? But if you're not and you're dealing with someone who is difficult, toxic, unhealthy, narcissistic, whatever, then you're not dealing with someone who probably has the best interest of the children at heart. And unfortunately, you have now multiple years of having to deal with this person and work with them um, in some way, shape or form. So one of the things that most people struggle with is not being able to accept this person for who they are. They struggle with not being able to accept that they're not well, that they are toxic. It's like they know it, but on some levels, when they do something that's difficult or unhealthy, or how could you say that? Why would you do that? Why are you making this difficult? They struggle with accepting that this is the way that this person operates in life. They, they fight with wanting this person to change. And of course, when we're dealing with our children, of course we want the best for them. Of course we don't wanna deal with a difficult personality. Going through separation and dealing with children and rebuilding and healing, there's enough on your plate 100%. You just wanna play nice in the sandbox. And a lot of people struggle with not being able to understand why does this person want to make my life you know, difficult. Why is this person purposely almost trying to hurt me continuously after the papers are done, the breakup has happened? Um, why can they not just go on their merry way? And of course we can understand that with all relationships, of course there were feelings, there were things that we need to tend to ourselves and trying to, and if that stuff was there in your relationship and you guys couldn't work together too, too well, it's going to just kind of manifest into trying to co-parent with this person. And now if there's anger, if there's bitterness, um, they didn't get what they wanted, whatever the case may be, it's going to become even worse. And a lot of people unfortunately can't put the child's best interest first. I think when you're really dealing with someone who's either narcissistic or just difficult or upset or angry or toxic, whatever the case may be, you have to understand um, and I think even best case scenarios, unless both people have come to the table and agreed upon that they don't want to be together um, and they're able to part ways in such this peaceful way, which that does happen, but we don't hear of it very often where, you know, they're still maybe having dinner together on Sunday night and Christmas day or holidays, they're still sharing together. Chances are that doesn't happen right off the bat. And if you're watching this, then chances are this is probably like a new and fresh thing that you're having to deal with. Understand that this thing that's going on, this game almost with this person, there's just gonna be these ups and downs. There's gonna be times where we're cool and there are times where this person, for whatever the reasons are, maybe their own 
anger, not getting their way, not happy in their own life, their own toxic, negative, whatever's that are over here, um, just will kind of interfere and you become the emotional punching bag. A lot of people, especially when you're dealing with someone who's toxic and unhealthy, you're going to play that tit for tat game. If you do this for me, then I'll do this for you. Usually those are obviously the people that are extremely selfish, um, the people that are very good at manipulation and they know what it is that you want or what that you need and they're going to use that at their advantage. Now the part that stinks is if you really need help, physical help, financial help, whatever, right? You're drowning um, or you're just trying to like, let's just play nice. Like, hey, if, if let's work together with this schedule. Let's make sure that our children come first and we're able to work with each other because we both have jobs or we both have obligations, etc. And we can play this lovely game of not necessarily tip for tap, but just playing nice in the sandbox. If you know that you can't play that game because whenever you give, nothing comes back, or that when you give, the only thing that'll come back is what works for the other person, then you're not playing nice in the sandbox. And in that case, you have to kind of stop all working together and trying to compromise all together and you have to accept that you're doing it alone so if that means you were going to work together on a scheduling you know conflict or issue that you were having and this person can never hold up their weight or never hold up their end of the bargain then you don't you know conform your schedules or change your schedules you just your what your schedule is is what your schedule is and you have to deal with the ramifications of that which is maybe you don't go out maybe you don't adjust your work schedule whatever the case looks like you have to understand that you are now doing this alone and unfortunately the part that stinks is you could probably work nice together if you were dealing with someone who was healthy now the next thing that i see a lot of people really mess up on is they haven't quite dealt with their own pain um, and frustrations and resentments that they have regarding this other person. So either they can't accept that the relationship is over and maybe one or even both people are really struggling with that or maybe they're really hurting because they're upset that there was, you know, someone just came out of nowhere and asked for a breakup or a divorce or they're upset because they have always done everything in the relationship and this person was always abusive and unhealthy and now they have so much anger because they've stayed in that relationship for so long that they're bitter and they're upset so they haven't really tend to their own healing in terms of the relationship so they can get past the anger the frustration the bitterness etc they haven't really gotten to a space where they understand that maybe we can eventually get to a really good place, but for now, this might have to just be more of a business deal, more of a business transaction, where we're kind of parallel parenting and not co-parenting. Only you can determine whether or not it's in your best interest and the child's best interest, to be honest with you, because if you're in a good space, the child's in a good space. Of course, what is best for the child is both parents come together, co-parent beautifully, get along, you know, share everything in terms of the child, responsibility, et cetera. But if that can't happen, 
parallel parenting is not a bad thing as long as it's not done in a hostile way. And that's really all that children want. They just want their parents individually to be in a good spot. And so parallel parenting can kind of give you that space to be able to say, we don't engage, we only talk about the most important things, and that's it. I am not controlling as to what's going on in that household because I know I have no control over it. As long as the child is safe and not in harm's way, I let go of the need, and this is probably one of the other things that most people struggle with, is the control of wanting to know what's going on over there, um, how is the child eating, what are they involved in, who are they exposed to, etc. And you have to really relinquish that control because you don't have it anymore. So today I wanna to talk about teeth and specifically keeping mine super bright. If you're like me, you're confused by all the variation of teeth whitening products on the market. Since taking Smile Brilliant on as a sponsor, I've learned a few things that you may find helpful, such as the LED lights are a novelty item, strips neglect the gum lines and molars, the charcoal is abrasive and wears down the enamel, and the whitening toothpaste only works on surface stains. So what the heck works? The number one product recommended by dentists is the custom fitted trays. They are however very, very costly as it requires the dentist to make them by hand using a model of your teeth. With Smile Brilliance Lab Direct Process, you can have custom fitted teeth whitening trays at a fraction of the price without a single visit to the dentist. Yes, please. Using an exact model of your teeth, Smile Brilliance Lab Technicians will handcraft your trays to ensure the best possible results. Simply order the system at smilebrilliant.com using the coupon code THRIVE, T-H-R-I-V-E, for 30% off. Make your dental impressions at home and then return them to Smile Brilliant using the prepaid envelope provided. In a matter of a week, Smile Brilliant will have your trays mailed back. I think if both parties could self-reflect and be able to see what am I doing that's impacting the situation. Now that doesn't mean that you're the drama person or you're the difficult person or you're the toxic person, but if you're really honest with yourself, there might be something going, there is something going on inside of you that you need to tend to. So this is about really focusing on yourself and not necessarily always focusing on the other person and what they need to do to change, to be the best parent ever. What can you do to become healthy yourself? How is this person challenging you? In what ways have you not healed? In what ways do you need to rise up a little bit? Are you an eye roller? Do you just laugh when you're having a discussion with them? Do you get really angry and controlling when they're not doing what you would like to do or what you think is best for the child? And again, as long as the child is not in harm's way, as long as the child is not in danger, yes, they're probably not gonna get everything they want from that parent, but you know that, you already know that. So the more we can accept it and understand that I have control over my children in the sense that even if they're exposed to something that might hurt them, that as long as it's not something you know terrible, but for the most part, I can help clean up the mess. And it's probably gonna be my job now for the rest of my life to be the person that cleans up the mess. Something that really a lot of people struggle with. And when I say, when I talked earlier and touched on the point of wanting this person to change and really struggling with trying to teach them how to be the best, par uh, best parent, 
And when they're not getting really frustrated on that, you haven't, fortunately, you haven't lowered the bar enough to understand who your audience is and what they're capable of, but also learning how to set new boundaries. That's huge in terms of co-parenting because let's face it, you were just in a relationship with someone. You were just either in a marriage, long-term relationship, and you were in some kind of a family and you had communication, you were working together and the boundaries have to be set now in terms of what this relationship now looks like and what you will and will not tolerate. Now your boundaries, like all boundaries with any person, it has nothing to do with just this person, doesn't mean that your new boundaries is gonna cause someone to become completely different and obey your boundaries and change and conform and learn how to actually be a healthy person and respect you. No, that's probably not gonna happen. And that's not the point. The point is, yes, to maybe verbally communicate with other people and express what you will and will not tolerate to set a tone, but it's really to protect yourself. And the more you disengage when you need to dis disengage, the more you set the tone as to what you will accept and what you will not accept, it doesn't mean that they're going to alter who they are, but I think the responding and not the reacting, all of those types of things are essential with boundaries. And one of the hardest things with any boundary, with any person, really the, the people that know you the best and have known the old you, and now all of a sudden you're becoming a new you, the hardest thing is just consistency. You have to be consistent with this new version of yourself, of who you are and what you'll tolerate and what you will not tolerate and what your standards are now. And your standards have to do with everything. How are you going to communicate? How you're going to engage with each other in front of the child? All of those things. And when someone's not kind of coming up to where you're at, meaning I speak to you in this way when we engage, and when you speak to me in a different way with attitude or tone or yelling or whatever, I remove myself from the situation and doing that in a healthy way. That's just one example of a new standard that you might have co-parenting with this person. The most important thing is setting boundaries that are comfortable for you, that feel right for you, that protect you and your child and being consistent with them that's gonna be the hardest thing in the world because the consistency that you want to do might get thrown off course when the person says something to kind of cut you with your knees or does something to hurt the child and that mama bear comes out or that papa bear comes out where you just wanna, where you get so frustrated because you don't wanna see your child in pain. The more you can learn how to hold on to yourself, the more you can learn how to respond to people and not react to these triggers that someone's trying to throw at you, that is such a, a, an amazing muscle and skill that you're mastering because you're ultimately learning how to hold on to yourself and you're also teaching your children, by example, how to be healthy that unfortunately what mom did or unfortunately what dad did that wasn't okay when they yelled at me in that way and i had to remove myself from the situation boom simple to the point you're teaching them a lesson you're not throwing someone under the bus and they're learning who the healthy parent was and who the toxic parent was and that's what you want you want your children in life to be able to learn what's healthy and what's not healthy how should i handle situations versus how should i not handle situations one of the other things that, I mean, and just basic stuff, when you, anytime you read something or watch something about co-parenting, one of the, one things that they're gonna say is no more contact, like no phone conversations, no talking about things in front of the kids, no more texting, email, email, email. 
and keep it simple, keep it business-like, and 100% that's, that's amazing. That's something that you should do, um, especially if you're dealing with someone in a court and just documentation and things like that. But to be honest, not overly explaining yourself all the time is another huge part of being able to be confident and hold on to yourself. You can give brief explanations of why you're doing certain things, but then it has to be period, end of conversation. When you start to over explain, you give room for someone to respond back or criticize or say something hurtful, and that's what you don't want. You don't wanna come from insecurity where you feels as though by over explaining, it will get you to not be the way you are because that's not what's gonna happen. That's not what's gonna happen. You think by over explaining that someone's gonna hear your big detailed explanation as to why you're doing what you're doing and they're gonna say, you know what? You're actually right. This is very unhealthy that I'm doing this and I should probably do this your way because you've given me this outline of what's actually acceptable and I'm doing something that's completely unacceptable. Never gonna happen. So in those moments, you're coming from that insecurity or needing that validation that what I think is correct and I need you to understand why I'm doing it. So maybe you'll see that what I'm trying to do is the right way to do things and you'll, you'll come on my side. That's not gonna happen here because again, to point one, you've learned you can't play nice in the sandbox. You also haven't really learned how to control your energy. And this is kind of like the hold on to yourself, respond, don't react kind of thing. But really what you're trying to do is not give your energy away. I always tell people, if you have an ego, use it for good. Learn to control yourself so you don't alter the happiness that you had five minutes before you actually had to go meet this person and do an exchange or do a drop off or a pickup. Um, you were having a great day and then you got an email from this person. Let Be mindful of letting things go and don't let them fester for so long. Talk about it, vent about it, do whatever you need to do and then at a certain point you have to put it in a place and move on with your day. So these are the things that you need to master and I think probably holding on to yourself and accepting this person for who they are and that they're not gonna be daddy of the year and they're not gonna be mom of the year and they're gonna do things wrong and learning how you can deal with your own emotions and frustrations is probably gonna be one of the biggest things that will help you when co-parenting and understand this too shall pass. It's not, you're not gonna spend 18 years of co-parenting and it's gonna be the way it is year one. That's never going to happen people do move on over time and that's what you want. You want this person to find a new emotional punching bag. And the more you can gray rock, whatever you want to call it, just become neutral, set new boundaries. This is me. I don't tolerate this behavior. This is how I engage with you. I don't react. I don't care that you just cut me at my knees. I'm not affected by it. I understand why you're trying to cut me at my knees. You're trying to hurt me and it's not working. And learning how to constantly soothe yourself and parent yourself that's going to be the things that you really need in order for you to stay sane and to be the best parent that you can be while on this journey. So I hope you have enjoyed this video. If you did, please share this with anyone who could use this information right about now. Um, like I said, I always link everything down below in terms of coaching options, private coaching, individual sessions, and all of my programs down below. And I'll see you next week. So I hope that that has helped you guys. I hope that you have gotten some good tidbits from this podcast. Thank you so much, guys, for all of the love and supporting these episodes. I hope they were inspirational and motivating and inspired you and educated you as well. Thanks again. And I'll see you next week. 
Hey friends, thanks for loving our podcast and thriving with us. If you are still thinking after listening to enough podcasts that you still need some guidance or answers with your healing journey, then book a session with me today. You can click below any podcast for more information or go to my website, www.stephanielynlifecoaching.com.